the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, uh, hey, Noah, guess what, man? And, uh, you know, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> Noah, this is one of them wow, 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 <laughs> wow moments, man. It's, it's Friday. Man, it would be Friday. Woo! It's <laughs> Friday night. Man, it's Friday night, man. It's been an absolutely wonderful weekend, Noah. And uh, I tell you, um, uh, my beautiful uh, co-host and uh, wife, Michelle, I mean, we just uh, been enjoying Texas all week long. And guess what? We're in Atlanta starting tomorrow. Yeah, you're starting yeah. that uh, that little trip across the nation, bringing the James Cooley show to different cities, different states, man. Uh, we're continuing that trip. Uh, we took a week off. Oh, I, I mean, actually, we was in San Diego last week. And then the week prior to that, we was in Vegas. Uh, but we, we just want to resume, uh, because, uh, we got to get back, man. I, I have to be in studio. I have to look at you, your beautiful face and look at that vein. Well, you got to get back here, man, because we got a couple of great guests that are going to be in the studio. Chad's all set up and, uh, and Mark and, uh, you know, we, we need to have you here. Well, you know, uh, uh, Chad uh, is set up. He, I think he's going to be there the week of the 18th, and Mark is going to be in studio with us. I think Chad is going to be in studio he is. as we well. We were talking about it yesterday. I'm very excited yeah. about both of those. Yeah, so uh, bo- so we we got two absolutely fantastic guests uh, that's in studio. Noah, can, uh, can you sum it up? Because you know these two great gentlemen a lot more than me. And uh, one minute less, tell our listening audience what we got coming up uh, the week of the 18th and week of the 25th. Well, the week of the 18th, you're going to get a real treat. Somebody that I've had on my show a long time ago and totally uh, let time pass by. Getting him on my show again coming up. And I thought, why not bring him to It's Your Life? His name is Chad Stewart or C.R. Stewart. He's an author of Britfield and the Lost Crown. It is an adventure novel series that is taking the world. Yes, I said the world by storm. Think Harry Potter without the magic and 10 times grander and everything that's going into this world, which is going to the big screen as well. In the mind of Chad Stewart, we're bringing that to It's Your Life. That's the week of the 18th. And, you know, uh, Noah, uh, as it relates to Chad, uh, there's a prediction uh, that's in all of the press worldwide that this is going to uh, proceed and exceed Harry, the Harry Potter series by twice. Oh, I believe that uh, with all my heart. And I've been with Chad pretty much. I mean, I haven't helped him on this, but we started doing a lot of the PR work and the promotions on my radio show when he first got book one out. And it's been a tremendous journey watching this just come to life. And he shared some things with me yesterday, James, that are just, it's absolutely astounding. Bringing true family entertainment back to the mainstream. And I love that. And, you know, I, I just like I always tell you, even on my hikes, I'm a history buff. And there's and, a lot of history in these novels, man. Lots of it. But we also got a history buff that's going to be on the next, the following week. We do. We actually have somebody that's all about how this country was founded way back to the Revolutionary War. He writes about George Washington and so many of the unsung heroes. One of his books, George Washington's Unsung Heroes, talks about just that and the founding of America. It's a great history lesson, and we're going to be actually bringing that to the audience, I believe, the week after. 
We are going to bring so many things uh, to our listening audience. No, I'm talking about worldwide. And uh, that's why we are on this tour. And hey, my great producer, I wish you could be on that with us. Oh, I wish but, I was but, there too. But somebody got to be in studio producing. Somebody's got to fly the ship. Somebody's got to fly the <laughs> ship. This is the like the Starship Enterprise, I guess. And you know, I guess what uh, uh, Noah, before I get off into tonight's uh, show and our great uh, great guests, I, I, I gotta always introduce my fantastic, fabulous. A beautiful, wonderful, uh, and you can add a lot of more adjectives on that. My great co-host, Michelle Cooley. How you doing, James? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just fine now. I mean, I got my great producer on. Then I got you that's sitting beside me that um, been away all day. And even though we're in the same house, uh, she's working upstairs. And I don't get a chance to see her maybe once or twice a day. Yeah, you know, it's good to miss somebody during the day. So <laughs> that's why I'm upstairs working. But no, uh, it's, it's been an extremely busy day. The time just went by quick. We dropped Bella off at the boarding place and we're just raring to go tonight. And tonight's show is going to be very, very interesting. And Noah, man, I tell you, uh, the, my guest uh, tonight, yeah, I've been knowing this guy, uh, I think, uh, almost seven years and uh, I, I, I say that we're different, but we're not different. Uh, what I mean by that, we, we'll talk about that once the show starts. Uh, but uh, uh, we agree on what we call common grounds. And um, sometimes our political views might be different. But at the end of the day, me and this guy have been buddies, man, for seven years and I trust his word. I trust him. I mean, and uh, his name is Paul Pierre, uh, better known as Dr. Paul. And I, I tell you, Noah, I, me and you have talked about this guy many, many times. And one of the most intelligent individuals in the world that I know. And uh, what we difference at, and he'll tell you, he's uh, uh, a complete 100% Republican, which, uh, that, that's great. I am more toward the middle. I'm not a Republican and I am certainly not a Democrat. <laughs> and, but me and this guy, our views, our thoughts, it's genuine. It's, uh, I'm in the middle and I go with, uh, what's best for America. If that makes any sense, no. it makes perfect sense. And I mean, I'm the same way. I, I don't consider I consider myself conservative. I don't consider myself Republican. I'm more of an independent. But I I want whatever ideas, whatever policies, whatever representatives are going to lead this country forward. At the end of the day, you can't put a D or an R next to somebody's name and just expect that to do the job. That's that's not where we're at. And I'm very conservative. <laughs> if you I know, you already know that, and Paul know that as well. But uh, I, I'm still in the middle. I, I can't go left. I can't go right. I mean, I'm going to go with what's best. You know, for I'll say something, James, that I've said to you off the air, and I, and I think you would agree. My old Christian mentor told me this, and it resounds in my heart to this day. Um, I don't consider myself right. I don't consider myself left. I consider myself how God would want me to see things, and that's top center. Top center. And I tell you what, Noah. I, I can't wait uh, to get this guy on, man. I tell Let's you, do Noah, this. You, uh, I tell you, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 Michelle, can you please tell our listening audience the title of tonight's show and the purpose of tonight's show? The title of tonight's show is Common Grounds in America. What's the purpose of tonight's show. Getting to know the background of Mr. Paul Pierre, understanding what common ground is, discuss systemic racism and unconscious bias, and discuss the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, can we, uh, and I think we can get this in before the break, can you please uh, uh, introduce this great guy uh, to our listeners? 
Yes, Paul M. Pierre. Paul is a retired DHS executive, having served as the head of United States Citizenship and Immigration Services in San Diego, California. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force, where he served as Special Weather Operations Technician. He is a father of nine with one son currently serving the United States Navy. While enjoying retirement, Paul is still busy raising three children still at home, the youngest one being four years old. He's also an active investor in real estate. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Paul Pierre. Hey, Dr. Paul, how you doing? How you doing now? We got about a uh, 90 seconds before the break. Friday, thank God. <laughs> you know, I tell you, hey, hey Paul, can you uh, just uh, tell our listening audience just a little bit about your background? And we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and really delve off into you. we got about one minute. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for the introduction. I really appreciate that. Uh, well, who am I? Uh, I'm Paul Pierre. I was born in, 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 in Haiti, uh, and I'm an, I'm an immigrant thereof. Uh, therefore, I came here when I was seven years old, um, and... and uh, at the age of 18, I joined the U.S. Air Force um, and uh, served uh, for four years. I got out, uh, served uh, as an immigration inspector and rose through the ranks uh, and became, uh, as you know, uh, the district director for USCIS in San Diego before I retired. Uh, but more importantly than that, uh, as you said, I'm a father of nine. Uh, so for most of my life, really, I've been a father, a son. Um, I find background to set that up for, for the listening audience. Yes, I am. I'm a conservative evangelical Christian. That's why I consider myself. Uh, I, I, I tell you, hey, Paul, hold that thought. We're going to take a station break. Hold that thought. Uh, we're going to come back, We and we we really going to delve off into this. Hold that thought. I tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation with Paul Pierre, Dr. Paul, uh, all you do is dial one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. It's your life. I'm James Cole. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got the fantastic Paul Pierre. 
And I tell you, this guy is absolutely wonderful. And uh, uh, I just enjoy sitting back chatting with him uh, and uh, just uh, having conversations. One of the most intelligent individuals that I know, I call him Dr. Paul. And uh, Noah, I, uh, this guy is so intelligent and so open uh, to views. Well, you know, you, you got partisan right, you got partisan left. He's not like that, even though he's a conservative. Uh, and I'm conservative, you're conservative. Uh, but uh, this guy's vision, understanding the focus is so broad, and he just wants to be an access to everybody. You know, I think, JC, at the end of the day, real quickly, that if we had more people that were our representatives in government that were open, we wouldn't be facing some of the problems that we're facing right now. And uh, he's going to talk us through a lot of the things that we might want to consider uh, on how we need to approach things. And everything is not going to be agreeable with uh, everybody in the listening audience. But who, uh, I tell you, I, I care, but uh, you have to be open-minded as well. And, uh, and just like I said, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Now, Paul, uh, you was uh, finishing up your intro. Uh, can you, I know we had to take a station break, but can you finish up? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and I'm glad that we are talking about common grounds uh, today. Uh, that's a topic we, we, you and I, JC, we talked about often Um uh, and yes, I, I label myself as a Republican. I'm a member of the Republican Party. However, before Republican or Democrat, first and foremost, I'm an American, just like you, just like Noah, just like Michelle, just like over 320 million, more or less, other Americans. Uh, and, and that is key for us to begin to understand common ground. We are American first and anything else second, right? And, and, and even though we may differ in, in, in ideology, maybe even in philosophy, but I really think we, all of us, all of us Americans, we understand we are on this boat together and we make it to shore or perish <laughs> uh, uh, in the ocean together. So therefore, it is all common interest. Uh, to make sure this experiment uh, lasts for as long as possible. Because let me tell you, I've been to a lot of countries around the world. There's nothing like this. There's nothing like this. Uh, I've been to great countries, fantastic countries, wonderful countries, uh, beautiful countries. Uh, however, man, I, I every time I come back to these United States, man, I, I feel like I'm at home. I am home. I feel at home. I feel welcomed. I mean, of course, it's not perfect, right? We need to strive toward the perfect union. Uh, the, the, the words of Abraham Lincoln, uh, whom, by the way, was the founder of the Republican Party. Uh, uh, so it is a work in progress, obviously. But, man, I feel like all of us are working together towards that perfect union. And that's the difference between us and other countries. Uh, wow. And that's why I'm so blessed to be to be here in the United, to be an American, to fully participate, not just to be an, uh, an observer uh, of this democracy, but to be a full participant in this democracy. And, and boy, I am fully, fully, fully blessed. Wow. And you are blessed because I know you guy and uh, I, I know you and you my you my buddy. Uh, first of all, can we, uh, uh, real quickly, uh, explain to our listening audience, um, uh, or the topic of what is common ground, uh, or what, what, what do you see common ground as? I'm, I'm talking about from a race, or from a political, or from a life perspective. Well, first of all, generally, common ground is all the things that make us more alike than different. Obviously, we are we're different in so many ways. Uh, I, 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 you, you, you and I, for example, we're both African-Americans, but we, we have different philosophies, different way of approaching things. Uh, Noah and I probably are in agreement with a lot of things, but we differ in, in some stuff. Uh, Michelle and I are probably the same way. Heck, my wife is a registered Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and I love her to death, of course. I, 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 many of my older children uh, uh, tend to be more uh, uh, on the progressive side, uh, and nothing wrong with that. I love them to death uh, as well. So we have more in common than we have differences. And I think that's probably what we need to focus on the most. And unfortunately, if you listen to the media out there, there's way more money to be made on pointing out the differences than what we share in common. Uh, and a lot of us are buying into it. Uh, that, that, that's sad and unfortunate. But man, let me tell you, uh, my neighbor across the street, you know what? We may have different views on things, but guess what? When there's a pothole in that street, we all of us suffer as a result. Uh, when, when if there's a blackout, if the lights go out, we all suffer together. Uh, when we go to the hospital, if, if, if the emergency room is overrun and not available, we all suffer together. What he wants for his children is a better tomorrow. And guess what? That's exactly what I want for my kids as well. So when we sit together, whether he may look differently than me, he may have a different, uh, political views as me, but when we sit together, dude, 99% of all the issues, of all these concerns, are my concern as well. Uh, so why would we focus on the 1% or 2% where we differ when we have 98-plus where we do share common ground, where we should strive to make this country as good, definitely better than it is right now? Because after all, I don't know about you, I'm not going anywhere. This is it for me, and my kids aren't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it is in my interest. It is. Uh, it behooves me. It behooves you. It behooves me to help you make this country better. Wow, Paul. There are many who believe that America is, you know, racist towards people of color. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so uh, I hate to point out the obvious. I'm a people of color. Uh, as you can tell, you can don't adjust your screen. I, I'm actually a people of color, uh, so so I will answer this from uh, from a personal point of view as, as well. I do not think, and I and I truly believe this. I don't think America, as a country, is racist towards people of color. I think America is an extremely generous country, an extremely welcoming country a country that has given so much, not just to Americans here within its shores, but always ready uh, to help other countries, whether it's a tsunami, earthquakes, and so forth and so on. We are, if you want looks toward to us as leaders for relief efforts and so forth and so on. So I think we're an extremely generous country. I don't think we're a racist, a racist country. Now, let me caveat this. Uh, because people will say, man, you're delusional, you're this, you're that, you know. Uh, that does not mean we don't have Americans who are not racist. That doesn't mean people of color have not experienced, including myself, have not experienced racism. However, to say the United States as a country is a racist country, I, I, I totally say no, that is not the case. Uh, and... and, and uh, and not just me, but we have data to show that it, that's not the case. Uh, and other people just like me that would say that's not the case. Uh, and I've traveled throughout this whole country, uh, driven cross-country several times. Uh, I've broken down in uh, Minnesota, different states, you know, rural areas. I served at off the Air Force Base in Nebraska. I went to love rural parts of Nebraska. And let me tell you, whenever I needed help, whenever I thought, I need assistance. I think I could approach a random American, any random American, and ask for help. And I have asked for help. And guess what? Help is always given, always offered. I never felt threatened. So really, uh, America itself is not racist. Uh, but again, this is not a perfect union. We have work to do. There are those who... Uh, or not like me, or Noah, or you, or Michelle. Uh, and, and also, the other thing, too, is that it doesn't matter what that person's ethnic background may be. Sometimes people think racism is the domain of, of, of uh, people who are not who, of Caucasians only. No, racism is just racism. 
some people espouse racist views, uh, regardless of color, regardless of gender. Uh, and that's sad. That, that's too bad. And for those folks, you know, I, I pray for them. I hope uh, the good Lord opens their eyes to see that we are the, the children of the same God. Um, and that really our differences of physical appearances on skin deep, below that epidermis, we are really, really the same. Identically the same. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, I pray for that, and, and, and really, that 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 that's what I have to say. Really, I, I, the answer, the short answer to that is no. I, I do not think America is racist. Wow, you know what? The way that you put that, and you eloquently explain that, I I one million percent agree with you. And uh, God, I tell you, uh, I just love conversation with you because we go off into all of these uh, deep topics and. Uh, we're open-minded. And what I tell you, we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue this great discussion with Dr. Paul Pierre. And I tell you, you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 344 It's your life. I'm James Cole. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet on amazon and wherever audio books are sold the jc cooley foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth young adults and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas it's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life with our guest tonight, Paul Pierre. The topic of tonight's show is Common Grounds in America. And listening audience, if you want to be part of the show, please contact and call in 1-888-344-1170. It's 1-888-344-1170. Wow. Hey, Paul, uh, let me tell you, man, uh, I enjoyed your explanation of whether American is racist. And I, I, I totally agree with you. America is not America, but we do have 
people in America that's racist. And uh, but we can't put all of that on all Americans because it's not like that. However, I believe that um, there is a, a such thing as what we call systemic uh, racism. And uh, you and I talked about that one. Can you uh, give our listening audience uh, uh, exactly what that means and what your thoughts is? Yes, uh, and thank you for that question, uh, uh, JC. So systemic racism, it's talked about quite a bit. Uh, so I, I, I'll give you two perspectives, right? So the first perspective is historic systemic racism where the government institutions, uh, even the law, uh, was openly and overtly racist against people of color and only solely based on their race, their ethnicity. Uh, obviously, owning people as chattel property, i.e. slavery, was sanctioned by the government. So therefore, that is systemic racism. Up until the, the mid-1800s, when, you know, obviously, as you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, uh, tried to, to change that. He did change it uh, to, the, to the amendments, the 13, 14, and 15 amendments. So, so, so there is that, right? And there were others, obviously, other laws, even after slavery, that, that, that were still systemically racist. For example, redlining, where people of color were barred from buying property in certain areas, right? And only based on the fact that they're of color. Obviously, that's systemic racism. So to give you an example, back in the 1940s, for example, my grandfather or your grandfather, JC, could not buy property, let's say, on Coronado Island. Even if they knew that the property would go up in value substantially 60 years, 70 years later, right? They could not, right? So let's say uh, a good friend of mine who's white, well, his grandfather and my grandfather, let's say they had the same idea of buying that same property around the same time. Well, one of them, if my friend is white, his grandfather could purchase it, whereas my grandfather could not. So assuming, for example, today, this is, I'm going with historic, and I'm going to show you how it affects us today, right? So let's say my grandfather could not be quit, could not leave as inheritance a property he did not purchase on Coronado Island, but my friend's grandfather could. And therefore, my, friends, my friend today, if he inherited that property from his grandfather, would probably have four to five million, maybe eight, ten million dollars worth of property today. Whereas it's not because my father didn't have the vision that Coronado Island property would appraise to where it is today. It is that he was prohibited, barred, from making that same investment. With the same vision, same money, same everything, all things being equal, except for the color of his skin's ethnicity, he would not be able to do that today. So therefore, today, one could say that my friend could inherit that property, whereas I could not. It's not because of the lack of due diligence on the part of my grandfather or his grandfather. It's just solely based on the fact that one is of color and the other one is not. You follow me? So, I follow you. So we could say that is systemic racism. And the reason I'm bringing this up from an historical perspective and tying it to today is to show you that what happened back then is still affecting us today. Now, that say, that say, <laughs> today, uh, myself, I told, uh, uh, in the intro, you mentioned it, uh, that I'm, I'm in, uh, an active investor in real estate. Today, no one is barring me from investing wherever my money or my vision could take me. So I could do one of two things. Obviously, I acknowledge that that guy's grandfather and my grandfather did not have equal opportunity, and therefore today we don't have equal outcome. Today, 
assuming we both wanted, both grandfathers going to buy that property on Coronado Island and going to be quitted to us. But nonetheless, today, to me, myself, I need to acknowledge this. However, also acknowledge that opportunities abound for me today. And I need to, yes, be aware of what happened in the past, but not be stuck in the past. Be awake in the present and take advantage of what's happening, the opportunities afforded me today in the present. Uh, will I ever be able to uh, make up for what happened in the past? Probably not. The, my friend's grandfather who bequeathed that property to him in Colorado Island, well, that's his property today. But can I go forward? Can I do whatever I can? Can I, can I look at opportunities? Can I talk to people? Can I network, all right, and make sure that I, today, that I take full advantage, and not only that, but also to make sure I bequeath properties, uh, again, legacy to my own children? Hell yeah. Today, all of us have that opportunity. And I will say, be aware of the past, but be awake and active in the present. Because the present, we can change. The past, unfortunately, we cannot. We can learn from it, but let's not be so stuck in the past that we became catatonic in the present. So I say, let's be awake in the present. Let's take advantage of those things in the present. Um, and, and let's build a better system, right? That's not systemically racist for the future, for all children, as inheritance for all children. That's what I want. Wow. And Noah, what, what are your thoughts? I agree with them, you know, and, and I think that that, and I'll have a question for him on the other side of the break, but I don't want to delve into it until we get there because, because it's going to uh, take more time than we have. But I just like to, to say, I agree with what he said, because you really get, if you're too stuck in the past, you can't move forward. But at the same time, you also have to make sure that you're taking care of your family and your individual responsibilities. Uh, it's, it's a fine line and it, it's a fine balance and everything you said is spot on. Wow, I tell you, no, I want to take an early break because I want to get back to this and I want to save a minute or two if we can uh, for the next segment. And so, uh, wow, I, I totally agree with Dr. Paul as well. And uh, I tell you, listen, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cooler. We'll be back shortly after the break with Paul Pierre, better known as Dr. Paul. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. 
Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, we got Dr. Paul Pierre. Uh, Paul Pierre, I call him the doctor uh, because um, this guy and I, we have conversations, and uh, he's a doctoral student just like me. <laughs> I mean, and uh, but I already proclaim him as doctor already because uh, I learned so much from this guy. Uh, and it's it's not about uh, political parties or any of those things. It's, it's all about noise. It's, it's all about what's right and what's wrong. It's all about what's best for everybody. Uh, it's all about common ground, uh, common ground in America. Uh, and we all have to uh, focus and think uh, commonly where it's the best interest for everybody, not just uh, for black, white, pink, gold, or purple, not just for Republican or Democrat. It's what's best for us as America. How can we build up on this? How can we learn to love? How can we unite? How can we smile? How can you go outside every day and say, hey, hello, neighbor, uh, because your neighbor might not think the same way as you. But- and it's okay to think differently, JC, just like we, just like we say, but it, it, it's that point where we've been talking about finding that common ground you can have differences of opinion and still come together absolutely and you know uh, my great producer i can't wait to hear uh your questions and uh listen audience if you want to be part of this you still got an opportunity 1-888-344-1170 again that's 1-888-344-1170 my great producer noah you up well, first of all, I would like to say, because I haven't really had much time to talk with Dr. Paul, but, sir, thank you for your service. I, I do appreciate it. Oh, no, my pleasure. It's an honor to have served. And my question for you is, because I know there's a lot of uh, debate uh, between finding common ground versus self-interest, and something that I've personally see, uh, noticed and others have as well is I really miss the time that I would say a majority of Americans felt united when we came together, not as black people, not as white people, not as women, not as men, uh, not as any particular um, color or gender. But we came together as Americans right after 9-11. And the unity for about six months to a year was like I've never seen in this country before. And it's something that I truly hope that we can get back to. What I'd like to ask you is, do you think that there is a way to get back to that overwhelmingly sense of national unity? And if so, how do we do that? How do we get back to that point? Well, Noah, thank you so much uh, for for that question. So here's what I would say. Yes, 9-11 was the rallying point uh, for, for a lot of us. But what I would say is that Till today, it continues. I think there, there's more. We have more in common. When I talk to regular folks, my neighbors, I travel. Uh, recently, I was in Hawaii, and I talk to random people. I think there's. We have more in common. We are more like. We are more united than what's portrayed in the media. You know, we often refer to the, the vast majority of us as the silent majority. The, the people like you and me or JC, we may have differences, but we really more alike. There's more that unites us. We just don't have the bully politics. We don't have the microphone. We don't have the media to actually say it. Unfortunately, what sells these days is the, the differences, the divisiveness, the division. That's what sells. Uh, saying that I love you, Noah, is not going to get me on CNN or on Fox or any, anywhere else. But saying that I hate you for whatever reason <laughs> will give me a lot of airtime. Uh, so I think what we're doing right now, what JC is doing right now, talking about common ground, using media, using podcasts and so forth and so on, to talk about what unites us will be a reflection of the silent majority. Hopefully the silent majority will not say, stay silent for too long and express how they love this country express how they get along with people. They get along with their neighbors. Express how their dreams, their wants, their desires for America, the outcome, the outcome that they want, the outcome that they desire is, is shared really with the vast majority of Americans. And unfortunately, 
if I were to say there's nothing, to, people who are looking for sensationalism, if I say there's nothing to see here, we all love each other, that will not sell. Uh, but that, that is exactly what it is. Uh, and maybe I'm naive, but I don't think I am. Uh, when I talk to people, and I do talk a lot to people, to different types of people all throughout this country, and I'm telling you, Noah, there is more that unites us. People feel and act and express unity more than their express division. So do you think it's just the mainstream media, I'm not going to call out any particular network, that focuses on that division when there really is more unity that's just not being covered? Absolutely. I absolutely believe this, and I absolutely have observed it, and I absolutely know that to be the case. So I think it's good that we have shows like this. I hope that... um, there are more stations like this, that there are more, more outlets like this, that, that herald unity and celebrate unity. It's good to hear you say that because I I see a lot of unity out there and it's hard to gauge, especially working in the media myself and seeing so much negativity coming from different networks. uh, How much of it uh, is actually out there? Because I do I do remember 9-11 very vividly, like so many people do. And, and the sense of strength and pride and unity from absolutely everyone coming together was like, it was quite phenomenal. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so I'll give you an example. I, I'm, I'm a veteran, and every now and then I forget I'm wearing my Air Force shirt, uh, and I go, like today I was at Lowe's shopping, uh, uh, and, and, and at least five or six people walked up to me and said, thank you for your service. And then I was like, what are you talking about? I forgot I was wearing that shirt. So, so random people tell me this. I'm loading my truck. Random people will come up to me and say, hey, do you need help, man? Uh, so, and that just had loads right here in Temecula. And, and, and I've seen that scene repeated all over the United States. So there's definitely way more unity, really, in division uh, in, in this country. I see it at the church I go to. I, I, I see it at the barbershop. I see it at the mall. I see it everywhere. So it cannot be an isolated phenomenon. I think it's more common that we have common ground uh, than not. JC, that's, that's really good to hear, I believe. I think that's uh, absolutely wonderful, man. And, and Noah, man, you, you asked the question so eloquently, and uh, our listener audience needs to know that. Paul, how can people heal from the damages of divisiveness? That's a good question. Thank you for asking it, uh, Michelle. The way to heal is to first acknowledge that you're hurt, first of all. Uh, and pe- so a lot of people out there are hurting, especially uh, with that last cycle of, of election. Um, we, we all have seen the, 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 the media, the whole the, the things with BLM and so forth and so on. Uh, so I will not say or belittle people's hurt. A lot of people are hurting, and the hurt is real, and I feel for them. But the next thing to ask ourselves is, if I'm hurting, what is it that hurts me so much? Why am I hurting so much? We need to acknowledge those feelings, but those feelings are caused by something. And if we to go back and examine the facts of whatever caused the hurt, or whatever caused us to feel this way, is it logical? Is it real? And I'm not saying it's not or it, or it, or it is not, but I'm, all I'm saying is we, it, it, it begs examination. So we are sure that we are actually reacting emotionally to facts, as opposed to hype, as opposed to misinformation, and so forth and so on. I think that's extremely, extremely important. Because a lot of the folks that I've talked to, again, I'm not belittle their feelings. I acknowledge their feelings. Um, but when I get deep into why they're hurting, uh, 
there's a lot of misinformation out there. Many times it's not based on facts. I'm not saying always. I'm just saying a lot of times it's not based on facts. So what I will tell people is if you, those people who are hurting is, again, examine that. And number two, how do you change that? Because you may feel a certain way. I understand you feel a certain way, but could you regain control of your emotions and turn those feelings around? Uh, uh, many times I get up in the morning, for whatever reason, I feel, especially if I'm watching the news, I feel sad about something. But then again, I reach out and say, is there anything positive that I could reach? Instead of looking at all the negatives, but can I find one or two positive things to focus on? And wow. whenever I do that exercise, I, I tell I you, hey, Dr. Paul, we, we at the end of the show right now. Uh, but I, I tell you, uh, we got so much more that we need to discuss on this topic. Uh, I, I want to invite you back right now. Uh, Noah, my great producer, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, we got so much we need to talk about on this one. This guy is so intelligent. He brings so much clarity. We have to have him back because there's a really so much more on this particular issue that we do need to discuss. So, yeah, I agree with you. Let's get and, him back. And, and, and uh, a great producer. I, I had to cut him off, but uh, you you know just as well as I do because you're talking to me in my ear. Can't beat the clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got to have this guy back real soon. I'll say within the next four to six weeks because um, – I want to pick up this topic, and I'll tell you what, I want to thank uh, Paul uh, Pierre uh, for taking the time to come on the show. I'd like to thank my great, great uh, co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for tuning in every night to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring great guests like what we have tonight. And I tell you, I want everybody to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We will have a Dr. Paul Pierre back. And I tell you what, uh, it's your life. We, we coming back. We're in Atlanta this weekend. And I want everybody to tune in. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.